Uh, this is Arthur Bush. You're listening to Radio Free Flint. And our guest is here today, Neil Woodward, the troubadour of Michigan. Good morning, well, Arthur. Good. Have at it. All right. One, two, three. <laughs> Six four engine four six four. She rode the real grand mean as she's found a home where she's never pulled before. There's a mighty plume of coal smoke heading into town. Children come and gather round the door. Judging from the cloud and the way the whistle sounds, here comes engine 464. Engine 464. Engine 464. She rode the real now she's found a home where she's never pulled before. Steam trains are long since off the line. She retired over 30 years ago. Now she's eyeballing westward, making up some time. Listen to her lonesome whistle blow. Hey. Engine 464. Engine 464. She rode the real grand She's found a home where she's never pulled before. Mountains called San Juan, miles from a patch of level ground. She's pulled some heavy loads through those Rockies, gold dust town. In these flatlands, show sure hard to hold her down. Engine 464, sing it with us. Engine 464, she rode the real grand. She's found a home where she's never pulled Neil, uh, tell us what that song was about. Uh, it's a uh, home, hometown song there. Uh, one, of the, one of the jewels of Michigan, of course, is the Huckleberry Railroad, Crossroads Village. Uh, and that's a little song about the uh, locomotive up there, one of the original locomotives that uh, 
uh, on Huckleberry Railroad, engine 464, the Denver and Rio Grande Western, engine 464. Very good. Now, for those in uh, the audience who think they might know this fella, you probably do. He has worked at Crossroads Village since 1985. Entertaining, right? Playing music, singing, singing songs, telling stories. So, Neil, how did you get to be the troubadour of of uh, Crossroads Village? Uh, I started in the Crossroads. Uh, let's see. Uh, I was playing some pubs downtown in the uh, in the mid and late seventies, and I was actually at the uh, first season of uh, Auto World, and uh, I grew up in Dearborn, so I was real close to Greenfield Village, and I was very much uh, very much immersed in history and the storytelling traditions of that. Um, historical settings of uh, different different buildings and then different music that would fit into those buildings, different stories that go in along with them. Um, so while I was there at um, All the World, I found the brochure uh, at the entrance, and it was the first time I was even aware that, uh, that Flint and Genesee County had any place like uh, Crossroads Village and the Huckleberry Railroad. So. I made some inquiries and uh, got a few real nice recommendations for some good Flint people that I met up there. And uh, the rest is history, as they say. Been up there uh, 35, 35 summers, summers, except for this past one now. Missed, missed y'all greatly. Okay, Neil, I uh, just wanted you to tell us a little bit, describe your, uh, your job at Crossroads Village. I'm the village troubadour, uh, so I'm telling stories, uh, carrying on the traditions of um, uh, the storytelling and the music. So I do a lot of music that uh, is appropriate to uh, 1870 kind of period, uh, mid 1800s until the uh, up to around 1900 or so. Um, both the old timers. And uh, then I'll, I'll also carry on that tradition of uh, telling stories about uh, things that are happening around me and, and people that I um, meet and people that I'm inspired by to write songs about. And uh, play fiddle and banjo and uh, various other instruments, dulcimer, harmonicas, uh, um, well, a bunch of different instruments. And I'll be... Uh, I'll be uh, sitting on a porch of a home or uh, maybe in the parlor on a, on a windy day. Um, um, uh, I, I, see, I see people coming in, the, uh, coming in the gate first thing in the morning. I'm usually out on the, uh, uh, <clears throat> out on the hotel porch and I see uh, passengers coming in and off the train and um, greet folks and uh, Listen, uh, listen to other people. Tell them how to find the banjo, the uh, the bathrooms, things like that. And then uh -huh. anybody has time for a story, uh, or feels like doing some step and dance, step dancing, or uh, singing a song. That's that's what I'm there for. Now, what is a troubadour? Uh, the troubadour. The, to to make a long story short, the troubadour is uh, someone that tells stories in music and song. And uh, what's the history of it? 
boy, I, uh, I, I believe it goes back before the time of uh, the printing press and uh, more modern forms of uh, communication, uh, mass communication. Uh, the, uh, the old troubadours um, would literally travel from town to town and carry the stories, carry the news from one city to another one, uh, or, or, or village, or town, um, homestead. Um, I mean, it could be literally the uh, the town over the next the next mountain could be uh, just up the road. So we're sharing uh, the stories and the um, uh, the news. Really, we're kind of like a newspaper, the traveling newspaper. In song? Yeah, in song. And then um, the Troubadour also, Troubadour also carries on the, uh, uh, the other storytelling traditions of um, folk tales, stories. And now you're keeping this, uh, this alive. And, uh, and in your work that you do, you really, you're really a historian in action, aren't you? Well, it's, a, it's really the only way that history makes sense to me. I was never any good in, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, history class uh, in school because so much of it was in, involved with uh, remembering people's names and dates. Uh, uh, it was just not my strong point. Where it really started to come alive for me was the stories of, uh, of what people's lives were like. And the music, the further I get into the music, the I realized this when I was a little kid. It seemed like the song can just take you right to some place where you, you would never have, uh, you couldn't imagine yourself being there. But the song takes you right into, uh, I mean, it's the words of the people that were there. And it, it can take you right inside uh, the whole time period and what life was like for a whole lot of people. So that's uh, that's been what, what attracted me to history. And it's yeah. really... That's the only way I can remember dates and times is if they're in a song. I have to go through the whole song, get up to that verse, and then I get that person's name. I'm cooking up here right now. Because you work at the Genesee Bell, I mean, you work around the Genesee Bell, which is the boat, uh, you wrote a song about the Genesee Bell sinking. I did. What's the name of that song? It's called The Swampin' of the Genesee Bell. Okay, so so people understand. We bought this boat. The county did. It came from uh, Skoda, I think, up in there, yes, and it was called the uh, Asabo River Queen. And the bell sunk while it was out there on Mott Lake. Fortunately, nobody got hurt. So Neil, you wrote a song about this this fiasco, right? I did. It's uh, in the great tradition of. Um shipwreck songs but uh one thing that i one thing that made me go ahead and do this is that uh there's a happy ending on this story everybody was okay uh it was it was a great uh a great boat to get started there and the boat that's up there now is a really wonderful thing so as far as i'm concerned there's a happy ending to the story so i hope people um you know hope there aren't any bad feelings about it because um, it made a lot of people smile, a lot of people happy over the years. A lot of people know that song. And what's the name of the song? The, the name is The Swamping of the Genesee Bell. Oh, can you play that one for us? 
Sure, I'd be happy to whip that one up for you. This is a this is an old old uh, tune I picked here to to tell this story. It's uh, the original. A lot of people know the song from uh, a, a tremendous train wreck, and it's actually the site of many train wrecks. Uh, this, the um, the wreck of the old ninety seven is the one that that so many people know. There's a uh, the, there's a whole lot of a whole lot of background on that one. If you ever want to look up that song, it's an, an amazing story. The song goes back to um, uh, a shipwreck song called um, "The Ship That Never Returned." <laughs> but anyways, so it's it's an old tradition with just in the tune itself. After many long years on the mighty Sabo, the queen was reassigned. And a thousand fares later on her maiden voyage weekend, a hundred still waited in line. As they loaded passengers for one more excursion, the motor turned smooth and hot. And several minutes later, when she found the river bottom, the heroes were born on the spot. All of the citizens in dignitaries gathered to wish her well. Now their names will live on as a part of the story of the swamping of Jessie Bell. Now some say it's bad luck to rename a vessel or her crew and course may change. And others will tell you you can't relive an era, the memory is all that remains. All of the citizens and dignitaries gathered to wish her well. Mamas were screaming, babies were crying, they're trying to swim for the door. Then the carnies, millers, sailors, sawyers, managers, and blacksmiths got all hands safely back to the shore. Now the waters are rippling, rumors are flying, but reason shall prevail. Pavillon, some mixing, and some old sea shanty, next time the bell sent sail. All of the citizens and dignitaries gathered to
I started out this exploration, try to find songs of Flint. My exploration has taken me in all directions, and you've taken me probably the furthest back of anyone. Um, <laughs> Got to start somewhere. You, you sang the song of Peachtree Creek on one of the episodes about the battle flag that I did a while back. I wondered if you've written any songs more about Flint's more current situation, the economic stress and the, and the water crisis. Yeah, a bit. My most, uh, most recent full-length recording project was, uh, was all Flint folks, um, stories um, of, of folks that I've met up the crossroads. So uh, that's sort of a tribute to the people up there. And I've uh, done a lot of those uh, 1800 stories, but um, definitely done a few more contemporary uh, to the 21st century, 20th century, 21st. Does any of your mu music have to do with social or economic justice? Or are they just, a, or is your view that we should sing about the lives of people and honor their work? Well, it's, uh, uh, it's all in, yeah, it's all part of the same deal, as far as I can tell. Uh, yeah, and I'm not uh, I'm not much of a uh, proselytizer or a preacher. The advocacy is in the songs. One of the, song, the songs that I recorded, which is on my uh, In the Ear of the Dog CD, those songs about uh, songs that I wrote that were all about um, things that were going on in 1992, 93, 94, right in there. Most others is uh, a song called Say No. As in, what could I do? Say no is about um, auto workers faced with their uh, contract negotiations. This is a true story from. Yesterday the shirts and ties were spotted on the line Curtis says they're coming up the land God only knows where the cops could find Thirty people dealing on our shift A hundred faces glaring I could feel the flush of mine Praying for a plan to leave this life behind I wonder if we sold out the contract we just signed What could I do, say no They ship my job to Mexico and say I told you so The corporate profits prove how well we did I'm at home trying to feed my kids The last contract brought me to this town And I ran a half one way to drive I had seniority when my plant shut down 
thank God I'm still working in life. I remember last time we thought our jobs were saved. The union made hard sell with the deal that they'd made. The company pulled out of town, the promises betrayed. They ship my job to Mexico and say I told you so. Sit back and smile and say how well we did. When all I'm trying to do is feed my kids.
my question was, is there some themes in, in each of these genres that seem to play out from that period of time? And we could say, oh, they, when they played lumber songs, these were kind of a couple of things they liked to sing about. Uh, well, it also has to do with uh, the original question about um, uh, social justice and um, Woody Guthrie. Uh, I go to uh, uh, something that always haunts me, and that is the way that so many of uh, the um, songs about so many of the poignant stories and, and songs from uh, the Civil War era or even uh, back to previous wars before that, uh, not only in America, but uh, in the old country, uh, war songs, stories about stories about war and uh, even anti-war songs. That's a theme. I, I get spooked because there are songs that uh, that I write about con contemporary um, stories of my own and people of my own life that uh, are just too too close for me to uh, something that was going on 150 years ago. So, right. yeah. And history does, history does have a way of repeating itself, doesn't it? Yeah, and it, the, 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 uh, the war aspect of it and the way that's disrupted people's lives is uh, and how it keeps going on and on. It's a hard thing to face sometimes. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Well, I'll tell you what, Neil. It was time for us to wind up here. Uh, I enjoy uh, your company and can see there's a lot of passion that you have for this uh, this music and, and the storytelling that you do. And uh, I know the people love it. Uh, and the people of Genesee County are grateful for all the time that you've spent with them. Thank uh, you. It's been my pleasure. And I'd like to also thank David Norris, David O. Norris, who is a songwriter here in the Flint area who introduced me to Neil. We're going to go out uh, of this episode with a song uh, which was written, uh, a poem, I guess, was written, as Neil explained it, uh, by David Norris about his great-great-grandfather, who was in the 10th Infantry Regiment from Flint, Michigan, to go fight for the Union side against the Confederates. And it's called the Battle of Peachtree Creek. So we, we'll play that on the way out of here. Neil, do you have any last words for, for the audience and, and uh, anything to say about that song? Anything more than you've already said? Uh, appreciate your work. I appreciate the opportunity to be here doing this with you. And um, I'm, I've enjoyed the uh, interview. Uh, the song uh, is a, a story that uh, is is uh, just chilling to me, and uh, it was it's just a, a wonderful thing to uh, be involved in this kind of music to have people share their family stories the way that David has. A lot of people have done that, and uh, to be part of carrying on their stories with a, a little bit of songwriting and, and, and my own input on it is just an honor. Well, thank you. And that is the story of Flint, bravery, courage, and perseverance. Uh, and, and Peach Creek Treat does it all. So with that said, 
Um, thank you again, and I wish you well, and I hope to see you again uh, real soon next summer at Crossroads Village. Well, this brings us to the end of our program. I'm sure you enjoyed uh, listening to Neil Woodward, the troubadour of Michigan. Uh, we'd like to play the song now, the Civil War song, which was written uh, in collaboration with uh, David Norris. Uh, Neil sings the song, Peachtree Creek. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time. Fireflies hang sparkles all around The ornament of light moves ghostly white Tonight death sleeps silent Within a sweet warm ground On a summer night in Genesee I see the fireflies in peach tree creek Summer night.